Hey, I want to invite you guys, if you've been listening to this podcast and enjoying this content and are passionate about protection, you should know that we have an entire library of all of the protector symposiums that we've ever done uh, hosted at protectornation.com. You can go there and you can download those and you can watch every protector symposium we've had to date there online and you can learn protection tactics from the most, some of the most elite trainers in the world from the comfort of your own home. I think you'll be surprised about how much content we actually have there. Uh, It's very, very, very reasonably priced and you can upgrade your protection skills. Remember, protection is not all about the hard skills. 90% of it is all about the software, the programming, the way you see and move in the world to achieve a safer pattern of life. With that having been said, go to protectornation.com, join us there, learn from the best of the best. Now, enjoy the show. Boom, hello and welcome to the Protector Nation podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to making the world a better place, making the world a safer place by making good people dangerous. In this podcast, we're going to study and understand what it takes to protect, to protect your family, to protect your loved ones, because we all know that you have a few basic needs, food, water, and shelter, but you also have the need to protect those things. In a world and society where evil runs rampant and is sometimes left unchecked, learning how to protect yourselves and your loved ones is becoming more and more important. And so we strive to raise the level of accountability to those who would do evil on this planet by making sure that the sheep, that the flock, is more well-versed in protecting themselves and their loved ones. If that sounds interesting to you, then sit back and enjoy the show out. Boom, what's up, you guys? Coming in hot with another episode of the Protector Nation podcast. This one's going to be super dope, as I like to say, y'all, because we're doing something that is uh, a little non-conventional here. Um, You know, we talk a lot about hard skills, soft skills with regards to personal protection, protecting your families, your clients, shareholders, those you sworn to protect. But today, you know, some say knowledge is power. I don't agree. Knowledge is potential power. What you do with that information, that's where the power, you got to do the thing to have the power, right? So Today, I've got a dude who I've got mad respect for, uh, who's been dropping some serious knowledge. You know, I hate the fact that they stole the term woke, but like (laughs) and flipped it on its head like they always do with all the terms they use. But my man will definitely raise your awareness about current events um, and we'll get into what to do about current events. And a lot of you guys know of him because he's been just disruptive in modern American culture. So it's an honor for him to make some time for us. Bobby Sasalito, how you doing, homie? Doing well. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Just for those who are not familiar with you, I'm going to I'm going to uh, I'm going to hit him real quick with one of your clips. Just just, you know, to switch it up. Sure. Um, this is a one minute clip that Bobby dropped on uh, how to uh, one minute on gas prices, just so you guys can get a little taste, taste the magic and wet your beaks. Let me share my screen right quick. The simple reason why gas prices are up in one minute. One of the first things Joey Depends did in office was stop the production of the Keystone XL pipeline. That pipeline was one of many in the United States and would have just helped reduce the cost for it to be distributed around the United States. That same fuel is still being transported, except now it's going on vehicles and rail, which is a lot less safer and more expensive. 
The pipeline was paid for and invested by private people. Those people are not going to invest in other things knowing that the government could just shut it off at any time. They halted production on government lands and a variety of other places. So all those people that would invest into producing energy here at home don't do it. Through reckless spending, they increased the supply of money by printing us into oblivion and spending way more than we have. This increase of cash and increased money supply inflates the value of the dollar, which means more dollars are required to buy less product. Under the guise of saving the environment, we're now begging other nations to produce that energy for us, which they're deciding not to do most of the time. Now we consume more than we produce, and it has to travel long distances to get to it. That was nasty, man. One minute, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And we don't have time to, I mean, one of the problems I've been having is like doing my own research to try yeah. to keep up with the social engineering that's going on yeah. and stay on the right line of information has become more and more uh, complicated and sophisticated. Right. So what would you say about that, man? What, you know, what would you say about, you know, that video and then also, you know, like information sources and all that good stuff. Well, the reason that I made that video, I originally started making videos that were kind of more on the long form side. There were three to five minutes, sometimes 10, sometimes 15. And they had all this information that that took me a lot of time to come up with. As a result, I could really only come up with maybe one a day. And right. sometimes, sometimes not even one a day, sometimes, sometimes two, but sometimes maybe three or four a week. So I was actually, um, I was with a friend of mine, uh, going to a kickball game. We play on a kickball team here in Florida and he was talking about the gas. He's like, man, it's so crazy at the pump. And I was like, yeah, it's crazy because of X. And in the, in the 10 minute drive that we got there, I just dropped all these knowledge bombs. Cause I had yeah. just finished up working for the day. And, um, a week or two later, I was at his, uh, I was at the bar with him having a drink. And he was like, you remember all that stuff you told me the other day about the gas? He's like, I didn't even know what you're talking about. He's like, <laughs> He's like, I really, I really wish that you could have given it to me in a really just the high level points so that I could know. And it gave me an idea. Like, what if I took these really complicated situations and put them into a more, di even more digestible nugget than five minutes? What if I just did the top level stuff, very basic in one minute, he would have remembered it. He would have been more likely to share it. It would have impacted him more and it would have solved the answer to his question. And that's kind of what spawned that in one minute type of series. Um, so it was nice. really interesting how that came about. Yeah, man. No. And I think it's ultra savage because like I said, man, like, especially if you've been on a steady diet of trusted mainstream information, um, the reality is you're not going to get that narrative. Fortunately, when I went to uh, Iraq and fought in that war twice, I was like, it woke me up, man. Like I, I just remember walking the streets with Iraqis and taking over their houses and having conversations with them while we were doing our military ops. And uh, I remember one time, you know, this Iraqi dude, you know, and of course we're like invading and his family's like in the other room, like all locked down. And he's like cussing me out. And he's just like, you know, uh, we, you know, we were better under Saddam. And I'm like looking at him like, dude, what are you even talking about? And I um, and I gave him the canned response that I had been conditioned to believe, which was like, bro, we're giving you freedom, man. Right. And he dude looked at me like like it was a look that required no explanation. It was a look that struck me to my core. And it was a look that was like, like, 
Like, like, like you're like you're invading my country and I had respect for you. But like, you really believe that and it like messed me up, man. And I remember being like kind of taken back because I never get that, that look from people. And it really opened my mind up. And then I started doing a lot more research about like what's going on and then obviously what's going to happen. And he's like, Saddam protected us. Saddam, you know, uh, you know, protected us. You, you are going back to California. You, you are da, 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 da. after you leave. You know, uh, Mujahideen will come and take my wife, take my kids, take my this, take my. And of course, we all saw what happened with ISIS and, and that whole kind of party. Yep. So um, I just have sat here. Then I started to wake up. Then I started to look for uh, alternative news sources and information sources and try to understand different narratives and became, I don't know, some would say a conspiracy theorist, but. I feel like we're bad at dang, like you say, we're bad at a thousand right now. <laughs> and it's yeah. crazy watching all this stuff happen, man. So yeah. critical thinker, a critical thinker and a student of the truth is what I usually like to say. Yeah, yeah. No, 100 percent. And it's a lonely path and it's a very um, it's a very hard path. And you have to have your facts because you're going to come against um I mean, I don't want to call them zombies, but you're going to come against good people who have literally their education since they got out of high school or college or their entire life has been through television, which I think is the greatest social engineering tool in the world as it was always supposed to be because it was created by Hitler and the Nazis back in the day. (laughs) Um, You know, so real quick before we get into like critical thinking and information sources kind of like what's your background man like where do you come from who are you brother <laughs> so um i was originally born in connecticut i knew at a very early age that i wanted to be entrepreneurial i wasn't sure yes. exactly what form that it would manifest itself in so i tried to think really deeply long and hard about what could i do for my entire life that if i really put my mind to it Um, I would stay fascinated with it and it would carry me to where I need to go. And I realized very early on that it was computers and the internet. I was, uh, I was in high school in 2003, 2004, 2005. And I just thought this could be the place that I could really thrive. The internet's going to grow. Mobile devices are going to grow. It seems so obvious to me that that was the direction of things. So I quick, real quick, not to cut you off listeners. That right there, that question right there is one of the most important questions that you must figure out for your life. Like veteran suicides through the roof, totally get it. You got to find your new fight. You've got to find a purpose that you can pour yourself into. Without that, life is a slow death. (laughs) I I generally think that if if you dedicate yourself and all you have into something very specific for a very long time, it's almost impossible for it not to work. I think historically, I think historically every successful person has done exactly that. They're just like, it's going to be food or it's going to be weapons or it's going to be self self protection, or it's going to be internet, whatever. And then you, it may not look like you think it's going to look, I usually say it's going to be 10 to 15 degrees to the left or to the right of what you Mm -hmm. think. Like if you're like, Hey, I want to be in the FBI. It's like you may end up doing private security for high level clients. If it's like, Hey, I want to be a, I want to be an, um, I want to be a, 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 a gun manufacturer. You yep. may end up being like a site manufacturer or something yep. 
just to the left or just to the right. You so may be real. an MO guy or a distributor or some other thing. That's that's what I think is how it ends up. So you just kind of have to pick your silo. And for me, it was like, all right, it's the internet. What yep. can I do on the internet that'll make me the most money that I could be creative? I originally yep. said, I'm going to be a graphic designer. Eventually, I realized that a web developer makes way more than a graphic designer. So yep. I was a web developer for 13 years, started my own web development business, built websites, thousands of them for small, medium-sized businesses, everything oh. from restaurants to lawyers to accountants and everything in between. And I felt that I had a great job and a good life, but I didn't feel like I was purpose-driven. I felt yep. like if at my funeral, people were like, he's the website guy. It he's just such wasn't... a good website guy. <laughs> it's like not enough. Yeah. yeah. Nobody was going to really care. And I liked it and it was creative, but it wasn't, it wasn't the, the, the big thing. And what I realized is that it was like, if I die today, you know, what's the magic that I left on my lips? You know, what's the, what's the secret that I didn't really show? What's the end of my personality where I would really blossom. And what I realized was all of the humor and all of the fun and all of the magic, as I like to refer that I had inside was not emblazoned in a permanent location that would exist beyond my life. Oh my and I'm gosh, like, man. here I am on the internet. Yeah. I understand how to use it. And I have okay. this magic. Why am I not yep. placing this there? And it's like, you just fear. I'm not funny. It's not interesting. I'm not going to know what to do, et cetera, et cetera. So I just started making videos and enjoying it. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. If I get a hundred views, it doesn't even matter. So I made videos for, for basically almost two years before I happened to start dropping some political ones. And randomly one of them went viral. Mm -hmm. And it was like, there's the marketplace saying, do more of this political truth-based informative comedy. I would have never been able to dissect that in my brain. The marketplace had to rise it for me to show yeah. me that that's what it was. And ever since then, I've been making comedy videos about politics and the economy. And now 190,000 followers is my full-time job. I don't build websites anymore. That's all I do. <laughs> Dude. Well done. I, there's so much value in what you just said. Like we're, we're a lot alike, man. I didn't realize it. Like, but when you see someone kind of at, um, I mean, not, I mean, obviously you're not at your apex, but when you see someone operating at your level, it's actually makes perfect sense that they went through this path, you know, and I, I, I've done the same thing, man. Like in your immaturity, like uh, before you climb the mountain, you can't see the top of the mountain. You know what I'm saying? So you're like, yo, I'm finna do this, you know? And I did the same exact thing. You know, I was like, I need to be entrepreneurial. I'm not going to spend my entire life working for someone. This is not going to happen. I got either Vincirat Mori, conquer or die tattooed across my shoulders. I got to figure this trash out or I'm going to, this life isn't going to last long for me. Exactly. So, you know, and you're hundred percent right. You freaking pick your thing. It's like dating dude. You're like, yo, that's a hot chick. I'm going to go talk to her. Some dudes don't. Most people don't. They get too scared to go after that thing because it's bigger than them. What you don't realize is the path is there to perfect you as you climb. You mature. You get attracted to a higher quality purpose. You become able to achieve higher quality purposes. And then you start hitting grand slams and everyone's like, wow, that's so magical. It's like, homie, I've been in the shadows hammering on different, like talking to different hot chicks, like different purposes and maturing to where now there's this synergy and momentum. And I can bring to bear 
things that I never could if I didn't have the balls to go, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, the mistakes, you, the, the amount of mistakes that you stack usually, usually is the, uh, is the indicator of how successful you become. It's like yes. the person with it's, if you were, if you were to just literally look at it black and white, the guy with 5,000 mistakes is probably more successful than the guy with a thousand mistakes. It's just, it's just the nature of the game. So it's like the less shots that you're throwing, um, you know, the less, the less, the less you, the less distance you've, you've, uh, you've taken along the, along the journey. Dude, the sensei's failed more times than the students ever tried, man. It's so yeah. good. I know this podcast is about to be about something else, but this is like the important life stuff y'all. So I hope you guys are taking notes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, that's awesome, dude. I'm so, I'm so, I just, I, when you see somebody else on the path, it's like, that's bangerang. You know what I'm saying? As Rufio would say back in the day. Yeah, exactly. uh, that's super dope, man. So, um, what would you say about like, you know, critical thinking in our society now, man, what's, what's taking place, what's happening. I, and my heart goes out to people who are kind of like casualties of kind of the war, the information war. That was such a good title they had, you know, yeah, <laughs> the information yeah. going on. No, for sure. I, I think that as complicated as we are and as life is, sometimes it's the simple things that we're the most vulnerable at. Um, so to, to give you an example, maybe for the people in your world, let's say, let's say it's the, uh, let's say it's your home being protected. You could have a, you could have a big wall around your home. You could have a gate, you could have cameras, you could have barbed wire fences. You could have all these things. You could have a gated community, but the real weakness is when you pull in your driveway, you're not looking behind you at the guy that just comes right up behind you. You yep, have a 20 foot wall, but you're not protecting like the most basic elementary thing. You leave your that, door unlocked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think that I think that for a lot of people, we have so many things protected that we often forget that the real protection is here and here. It's in yep. your eyes and your ears. And we don't we forget that. When we leave that door unlocked, any intruder is always going to do the same thing. They're going to try to find the path of least resistance to enter. They're going to say, where's the trusted source? Where's the thing that, 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 that they're the most vulnerable? Where are they not paying attention? It's the housekeeper that's always in there. It's the lawn guy. You know, it's the guy that's got the key into the gate that cuts the lawn that sees where you're at every day, knows you're not home at 11, knows that the back window's open, knows that that's the person that really gets you. It's not the person that comes off the street and sees the 10 foot fence. It's the person that's already inside. So the same thing goes for the, the eyes and ears protection that we all, that most people fail to understand is that, and I made a video about this. The vast majority of people get their information from like four primary sources. It's yep. like the mainstream media and television, they get it from, or they get it from books or they get it from people that they, or they get it from people that they know, or they get it from the internet. And it's like all the stuff on TV is bought and paid for owned by a small collection of companies, all the radio stations, the podcast, many of the websites are owned by these exact same conglomerates. So this flow of information that you trust is already manipulated. Then it's like all the people that you talk to, the vast majority of those people get their information from those sources. So they've yep. already been compromised. So when you're talking to people, it's like 95% of the time, you have to be really protective of what information is being told you, you have to independently validate it on right. your own. And if you even go on a search engine 
like Google, for example, you don't know how they're even manipulating those search results. So yep. it's like every single piece of information that comes across your le- your mind, you have to remember we're in the jungle. We're yeah. we're a lion in the jungle. The, mm-hmm. the, the lion always knows that they got to watch. And even though a lion is 10 times the size of every other animal and 10 times as vicious and the king of the jungle, you get enough hyenas on a lion and you're toast. It's so it's like, <laughs> forgive, forgive the biology of it. I don't know, but you understand what I'm saying. So it's yeah. like, there is no safe space in nature. And we yeah. create, we create this illusion of safe space. Like we're protected because Anderson, everything's okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, that's where they, that's where they exploit the vulnerability. They know that they have a path directly into your brain through your eyes and through your ears, either through people, through internet searches or TV books and podcasts. And they're just like, if we can just slightly tailor the information, we could send them 99 things that are true. And one thing that's not true. And the mm-hmm. one thing that's not true could end up getting them killed. It's like, yep. you could leave the front gate open, then the neighborhood's secure. You meanwhile, you got a 15 foot fence with a barbed wire, but you, if you just get that one thing, that's the thing that'll destroy the whole operation. Um, yeah. You know, it's kind of like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a roadside bomb. It's like there's 10,000 square feet of area. It's like <laughs> yep. just on this one road is the one vulnerable point. And it's a trash bag with a bomb in it. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's like, they do the same thing. Any, 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 any attacker would try to find what's the simplest way. What's the most trusted place mm-hmm. that they're not going to think it's like the, the road, the trash right. bag, you know, yeah. whatever the, the, the woman walking across the street with a baby that happens to be a grenade or whatever. Yeah. Um, we have to be able to, we have to be able to take every piece of information, even if it's from your wife, your brother, your mother, your father, your boss, your, your most trusted friend. And you have to say, hold on, let me independently validate whether or not that's true because we're in the jungle and we don't know anything is true. And most people are just like, let me outsource, let me outsource my discernment to the news. Let me outsource my discernment to Tucker Carlson. Let me outsource my discernment to Don Lemon or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that creates a vulnerability. hundred percent. And I think what makes it, so then someone might be like, well, why, like, why would they do this? Like, don't they love us? You know, but like, <laughs> the, you know, like what the reality yeah. is like, dude, the world is made for money and power, not mankind anymore. We landed on a planet with everything we need. Like everything you need is like right outside, you know, like everything you need is good. Then man created this like matrix that now you have to work because you have to make money. Your food is poisoning you because it's more financially beneficial for them to put preservatives and God knows what in it. You know, your doctor's giving you things that don't actually heal you. They just kind of mask your symptoms and make you a client in a lot of cases, you know, the world's made for money, your information, you are designed to be a consumer. And the sooner you understand that they are designing you to be a consumer through social engineering all the time. And that's at a basic level. Like, and we ain't even talking long game. I don't want to scare these people too much, but, but like, this is a lot of the drive for socially engineering information that's coming at you all the time to get you to think a certain way and act a certain way and value certain things because it's all driving money. And so having your information sources bought and paid for, it's very nefarious (laughs) and it's very, very dangerous. I had a client, real quick story. I had a client, um, high end, powerful people that I was working for, and I had to take her to school. And this client went to the mystery schools. 
where it was like literally uh, an instructor would meet us in this um, unlabeled building and the instructor would teach the lesson of the day. And this person who is an elite was learning things that none of y'all are learning in school, dude. Like, And I'm sitting here, you know, of course I've been doing my, re- I'm kind of, you know, they call it a conspiracy theorist, but like, you know, I'm sitting here being like, we're going to the mystery schools, like for real? Like, is this happening in my life right in front of me? And I'm listening to these lessons and they're talking about things like the zombie problem. That's why I mentioned zombies earlier. And it was totally what you just said. It was every idea that you hear in the general population has been bought and paid for. There is virtually no more original ideas in existence. And so when you hear someone talk about something, you have to be able to discern whether it's information that's being put out there in order to subjugate the rest of the population, or if it's actually real information. And you have to be very careful about the ideas that you actually believe and put put weight on inside your psychology. And I'm just sitting there like looking at this little kid learn this stuff. And I'm like, man, this is, this reality is stranger than fiction, y'all, if you're aware of what's really going on, you know? So remember when you hear things, when you eat things, when you get given things, the world's made for money, not mankind anymore. Yeah. That's the thing is it's back to the nature, the, the nature example. I remember one time I was so overwhelmed by life that I was chilling back. I think I was like smoking one down and I was just yeah. thinking, I could, I could almost feel the earth just kind of like roaring along like a train that never stops chugging. And I remember just thinking when you're out in it on your way to work, going here, listening to TV, listen, you're consuming. It's like, it's constantly roaring through. And it's mm-hmm. like, you have to remember that you're in a video game and all sensors are coming in your direction at all time. And you have to understand that filtering these things out to the things that are the most important, navigating through and having your head on a swivel all the time and having your peripheral very sharp and being always on it is the only way to be because there's always inbound influences, no matter what, there is no escaping nature. Right. Even, Even the animal that's up in the tree is not safe from things from above or the bear that can climb the tree. It's right. like the illusion of safety is never truly safety. And it's like nature is the best nature is the best teacher where it's this example to how we can apply it to our normal life. And mm-hmm. I think that people tend to forget that, that there's always someone coming for you and it's not always bad and evil. It's just, it's duality. It's yin and yang. It's yep. there's going to be good. There's going to be bad. And it's always, uh, we're always up against something. Yeah, 100%. And I think like that whole kind of understanding of that is why we must become formidable. Because the more formidable you are, the less you have, like you always have to be aware, but the less you have to fear. You know what I mean? The more able to deal. And this sounds like a lot, and I'm about to drop your video real quick on what we're talking about news sources. It sounds like a lot at first where you're like, Oh man, that's a lot. Like, I don't know. Like when I first start talk to people about habits for living a safer pattern of life, they're like, how can I like, like, you know, always be thinking about context and tactical positioning and rolling risk assessments. And I'm like, dude, it's like driving. Like at first you're like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of information. Like I got to drive. I got to look over my mirrors. I got a signal. I got, ah. but then after a while, you really start to gain a discernment. You start to gain an understanding of what's really going on. You start to 
literally you start to expect the information that they're that they're putting out. Like you see the social engineering coming a mile away, and then you see yes. it on CNN, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, now we're gonna do this. We're yeah. in step number sixteen now." You know, and, yep. and then your friends are telling you about it, like it's like this new thing, and you're just like, eh. "When you understand the end game, you start to really understand the path, and it becomes this becomes just kind of a way of living your life more effectively and not being hypnotized like the masses. But real yeah. quick, yo, let me drop this video you, you, you dropped on the news because it's just got so much good information. One minute, y'all, stand by, palms down. Everything you need to know about television news in one minute. The vast majority of TV news programs and stations are owned by five or six major media conglomerates. In addition to national news programs, they also own local TV station, book publishing companies, television production studios, newspapers, magazine, radio stations, and news websites. Television news has one primary source of revenue, and that is advertising. Since they pretty much have nothing to sell, the only thing that they can monetize is attention. It's not about how good the story is, it's about how many people see it. To put it simply, attention means dollar. The more people watch the program, the higher the amount of money they can charge for the advertisement. It's not about the quality, it's just about the eyeballs. It's just about the attention. That's the money. Over time, they've realized that being first is more important than being accurate. Because again, the only thing that makes the money is eyeballs. Every single person you see on TV is just reading the script. Local anchors want to become national anchors so they can make more money. So they'll say whatever they want them to say. Conglomerate also has many other financial interests, which help them dictate the narrative. Sensationalizing fear is captivating. That's where the money is. Boom, man. I love, I love these, man. They're so powerful. And like, you're hitting the stuff. Like even for me, like uh, someone said that attention is the new currency, right? Yeah. Like even for when we drop stuff, I'm sure you deal with it. Like I drop something on motivation, inspiration, like all the good, good stuff in life. What happens? Uh, no one cares. I drop something. On, <laughs> I drop something on like fear, violence, right? Uh, boom, eyeballs, viral, through yep. the roof, everybody's in it. Um, and I, it has the, you know, it has a lot to do with psychology and your response to fear and things like that. But the point is the eyeballs are the currency and that's how we're yeah. able to monetize. And that's back to the world is made for money, not mankind. This has something to do with, you know, why you're seeing what you're seeing. But anyways, what do you think about that, man? Send it. The other thing that I'll say about that, which I think a lot of people, it's a misconception held by a lot of people when it comes to the internet is, and, and really just life in general, is that a thousand views on a video that's motivational that could change the person's life is more valuable than 10,000 views on something that appeals to the lowest common denominator of their psyche. It's like, it's whoa, this guy's, this guy's about to get shot. It's like, they'll watch that. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's like, it's like watching, it's like watching fireworks. Yeah. So it's entertaining. In, in, in the in, in another example that is, is uh, appropriate in the, in the internet age is a hundred thousand people that follow a hot girl that posts pictures of her butt versus 10,000 people that follow someone like you, that's giving practical advice on how to protect themselves and their family. E even at 10 times the views, what are they looking at? They're just, it's just a butt to them. It's just a, it's just a thing to consume. It's nothingness. So it's, it's a far greater value, even with the lower number. And I think that we, people get hung up on the numbers 
not understanding that it's the value that's associated with the number. It's the action that's associated with the, with the view. How much value will that person be to you? For example, some person, a thousand people watch your video about self-preservation. They hire you to help train them, to help them protect. They, they buy your book. They do all these other things that is a high ticket value item. When I was in the web development business, I used to sit, tell people, you know, if you have a website that sells bagels and you have a website that sells yachts, if you get a hundred views on the yacht website versus a thousand views on the bagel website, which is more valuable? Cause really, cause one yacht is worth a f- 500,000 bagels. <laughs> it's not about, it's not about the view. It's just about the value that's associated with it. And I think a lot of people get hung up on that when it comes yeah. to the internet, if you get a hundred views, it depends on what your hundred views are on. And yeah. that's why the attention is not measured purely in volume, but it's, it's measured in, 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 in value of what they do after that and what they do with it. And really what their, what's their dollar ticket item to you, or, you know, are they going to be now attached to you for life? If they yeah. watched a video of a guy in a, in a compromising situation that gets stabbed on the street, do yeah. they care about, do they care about Byron Rogers? Do they care mm-hmm. about what your tactical training or do they just like, yo, this guy got stabbed. Look at that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, something to think about when people create online. I think, I think that's a, I think that's a, a roadblock that a lot of people have to overcome early. And the same thing went for me. I didn't think that my videos were going to take off. I didn't know that they would. I was just making them purely because it was just fun. I hoped that it would, but I wasn't sure. And mm-hmm. it was only when it, it was only when I was really clicked in to having the fun that one showed the marketplace that I was worthy of their attention. And that's how it happened. I didn't have any views. I didn't do it by design. I didn't hashtag my way to success. It was just like pure, just love for it. Mm -hmm. And that I think is the cheat code, bro, because like I'm the same way, man. I went like five years making videos in my car talking about what, I, the tools I was using to get myself to this position yep. and nobody cared. And yep. the only thing that kept me going was the fact that there's just this thing inside that was like, this is super dope. Keep doing it. I don't care if no one ever watches, I'm still going to do my best to push this. This is who I am, you know? And when I, if I die in a car accident today, my kids or kid or whatever, people can watch who Byron was, you know? And it yeah. was like, there was like this thing inside and you, if you got that thing inside you for something, you better not let it die. Cause it's like huge. That's like what life, your life is supposed to be all about. Right. Yeah. But I agree with you 100% on that, man. Um, and also on the value of the views. Cause yeah, I'll drop a motivational video. And that was a great reminder. That was, that was this stuff was awesome. Mm-hmm. I get one or two dudes like this morning saying like, yo bro, I really needed that today. Exactly. Boom. That's bangerang. Like I'm like, Yep. This is the stuff, man. You know, you know, and I draw an entertainment. I look at it as like internet and it, 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 it's, it's, it's dessert for your mind, intellectual yeah. dessert, like what value, you know? And it's like my diet, I try to eat food of value so I can have a body of value and I can be peak performance every day, all day. So that's the information I try to put out, you know, um, and I'll mix in some entertainment in there just to like kind of suck in all the, you know, folks that are kind of not thinking about it and ambush them with some value, you know? Exactly. That's good stuff, man. Super dope conversation. I'm loving this, man. Uh, let's see here. Information sources, man. This is like a war. Where do we find this stuff? Um, 
who should we trust? Who should we not trust? You know, like I think, I think that, um, (laughs) my dog, I love your dog, bro, by the way, in the background, he's living, he's he's living his best life over there. Yeah. He doesn't know where he's going. He's not coming. Uh, I think I try to tell people, I, I will give them some places that they can look, but I Mm -hmm. think what's, I think what's the most important answer to this question is imagine if no one told you what sources to follow, what would you do? You would do the same thing that somebody would do. And I've given, I gave this example on a live stream the other day. Imagine if you went to your, imagine if you went to your local doctor and they said, there's a lump in your, there's a lump in your, your neck and you might have throat cancer or whatever. Let's just say that that's, Ah! you go home. What are you going to do? You're certainly not just gonna be like, well, I guess I have throat cancer. That's the end of it. You're going to go online and you're going to start to research. You're going to ask your friends, friends that are in the medical community that know doctors, you're going to get different opinions about what they think about it. Ask them for where they can go. You're going to go online. You're going to go to the library. You're going to look up different books or resources, magazines or whatever that pertain to that topic. You're going to read each one and try to figure out if the, if you look at the average of what all these things are and try to go to the one that you believe makes the most sense, then go back through your connections and try to validate that information. Same goes for all information online. I think that you should look at the news, look at it from the far left view, from the far right view, from everywhere in between, and then figure out how the story is being framed on either one. If it's a yep. video, watch the video, watch the video in its totality, watch the body cam footage from a cop, watch the, you know, the bird's eye view of a, of a observer, go on social media and see what people are talking about that is related to it. Listen to what your favorite creators might say, and then go to creators that you don't usually trust to see how they're framing it. Then with each information you get, you go and look on DuckDuckGo, look on Brave, look on Google and and try to find an understanding of what the story is and how it's being manipulated. I use sites like Breitbart, Zero Hedge, The Gateway Pundit. I use Fox. I use CNN. I use MSNBC. I'll use The Hill. I'll use The Guardian. I'll use The New York Post. And I try to find a a mixture of all of their takes on it to try to come up with it. Because The New York Post is wrong about stuff sometimes. And they and they and they pissed me off recently where they had a really sensationalist headline about a woman that got killed and was found in a suitcase that had talked shit about Putin. And yep. it was her boyfriend that killed her. And it was a year <laughs> and a half ago. It's just so it's like it's like F you New York Post. Like yeah, it's like, come on, man. Like the best gonna, thing to buy did. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you're gonna, it's like you're gonna drop the Hunter Biden laptop story, which is a great piece of reporting, and then you're gonna drop this piece of crap. And here's the mm-hmm. thing: it's again, nature is a reflection of how we do anything. Think about people. There's nobody that you really trust hundred percent of the time. Yes, you have your family members and stuff, but let's just use friends for the sake of it. There's a friend that you could trust most of the time, but that doesn't mean that they're not Wrong prone to mistake. It, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't mean that they may not have another friend that they like more than you. You don't, you don't know. You can't always know. And right. you have to just use your discernment in any and all situations where people can be great most of the time, but maybe they get addicted to drugs. Maybe they get addicted to alcohol. Maybe they have the wrong influence. Maybe they meet the wrong friend. Maybe they uh, have a gambling problem, you know, and it's like the person you trusted your entire life could slip one by you and really put you in a compromising situation. It's not that we can't 
it's not that we can't trust people. It's just that nature and life is a reflection of how to do everything. It's all mm-hmm. the same. Um, yeah. It's like how you do anything is how you do everything. So it's yep. just like, could if we could only look at information for all these sources and say, which do I think makes the most sense based on my understanding of all of them together? Um, mm-hmm. So I, I like those sites. I like Zero Hedge. I like I like Breitbart. I like the Gateway Pundit. I like um, I like all the sites that I had just mentioned. I like um, uh, WeAreChange.org, um, yeah. and I just I just consume an inordinate amount of content. Generally yeah. speaking, the way that we get better at things <clears throat> is by focusing on it. It's like it's the old saying: what you focus on grows. If mm-hmm. you you become a student of the truth and that becomes a focal point of your attention because you understand that what you're doing is figuring out how to stay and remain free and protected. You're not, you're not getting information. You're maintaining your freedom and sovereignty. That's what you're doing. You're not getting a news article. You're figuring out how to discern between the next, the next lie that comes across your, across your brain, because it's, you're going to get lied to. The question is, is, Will you be able to spot and identify that lie when it comes in? It's kind of like to use the example of the friends. You could have your five best friends and they always tell you the truth always. But Billy happens to he just got addicted to pills. He hurt himself. He got addicted to pills. Now he's in some gambling debt. It's like, hey, man, can you do can you help me out with this? Now you're vulnerable. You never knew. But you have to be able to spot that because you remember the last time a guy got addicted to pills. You remember the last time a buddy was asking you for money that they were never going to pay. And even though you trust them, love them all your entire life, you have the ability to now spot and identify that because you don't just take everything at face value. You're yep. always protected. You're always guard up. You're mm-hmm. always watching your six. You always have your peripheral in check. And as soon as you slip up, that's when somebody hits you in the neck and then you're done. And right. it's that type of mentality that is probably especially relevant to your audience because I mm-hmm. would assume that you teach something of the same caliber where it's like if you could be you could be you could be eyes down for one second and that could mm-hmm. be the one second that gets you. Yep. Uh, there are so many parallels between physical protection and this type of protection, mm-hmm. this type of mental and life living a safer pattern of life. That's what we hammer on in here, man. And uh on what you said, man, like you know understanding the imperfection of the human, you know, is a really big thing. The human is always the weakest link. The only thing that deserves perfect trust is like God, because that's the only perfect being that I know, you know what I'm saying? Other than dude, the only, like, like I know people, I love people in their humanity, you know? So we got to get rid of these ideals uh, that we have of who people are and like, Oh, they would that like i don't know maybe it's my background in psychology and growing up in some grimy places that helps me understand like people that are like i would never do that or my such and such would never do that it's like dude you don't know what you would do you just ain't been in the right situations yet playboy like i'm telling you right now homie you i judge but i don't condemn i know a tree by its fruit but i ain't the, the final condemner dude you know what i mean but mm-hmm. understanding the imperfection of the human form i think can help you love people accurately and interact with people accurately because everybody's vulnerable. You're vulnerable. That's what this whole conversation's about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. So no, that's good, man. I love you said, this is all about how to stay free and protected, you know, because if this stuff does seduce us as a nation, as, as a, as a world, the direction we're going into is much more like uh, sheep and cattle and, you know, we're assets, those who are, are are driving this are looking at that 
uh, eyeballs, as you said, the attention, we are assets to them and they are trying to make those assets worth more to them and follow them and, and all those different things, man. Yep. Dude, conspiracy theories, the word, the topic, what do you think about this? Well, I think that even saying it, right? <laughs> part of the is part of the word manipulation that happens in this matrix. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, in in this uh, in the simulation conspiracy theory. Well, what is a what is a conspiracy? A conspiracy is just two more than one person teaming up with each other to enact some type of thing. It could be a conspiracy mm-hmm. to do something good. So it's not. It doesn't connotate bad. What's well, a theory? A theory is an is an unproven an unproven point, a thought process that one goes to to try to figure out what 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 happened truly. So, a conspiracy theory just in itself is is not a bad thing. It's believing that more than one person has a strategy for doing something else. So, to think that that is a word that we've allowed to be demonized in the public square should remind people of what I think is kind of the full zoom it all the way back. Mm. What is language? Language is just vibrations, right? So if it's just a vibration, we say that this vibration is this word. Okay. So the word is comprised of what letters that we all agree. These are the letters that make this sound. So really it's just a feeling. It's like, if I was to be like, "Mm," and you knew what that meant. So it's just a sound. It's just a vibration. Break it down to the very simple. Well, human beings created language. We have things like the ancient Sumerians that wrote these things into these stone tablets, the first recorded language. So all we're doing is we're saying this vibration represents these, this assembly of letters, which represents this word. And then this meaning. And we individually assign meaning to what that word is. So it's just like if one was to be manipulated, manipulating the association of letters, words, vibrations, and sounds to different people. And then having that translated into hundreds of different languages over thousands and thousands of years where language evolves, it's like, wouldn't that be a great way to manipulate you to not go this way and to instead go this way? It's like, there's all like Alex Jones says it. And I don't always agree with Alex Jones, but he says, there's a war on for your mind. And it's like, this is a perfect example of there being of them saying this word is bad. This word is not to be thought of anyone that does this word, which is just a sound, which is just a vibration. Anybody that does this vibration is to be associated with this vibration that represents all these bad things to you. And then you broadcast that out to people. And then less people start to think about it. Less people start to their minds shut off. Yeah, it's a, it's a game. It's a video game. If you think about if you if you believe that could the world be a simulation? And here's the other thing. Could the world be a simulation intended to teach you and you alone? Could you be the god of your own universe? Could yeah. the, does any of this even exist? Are we even sure that any of this even exists other than just to purely teach us how to evolve and grow? What if this was a test that we gave ourselves in order for our soul to evolve? What is reality? What is earth? What are we even seeing? It's like, is it not just an evolutionary illusion that's being shown through this lens, much like a television or anything else, specifically for the purpose of helping us to grow and improve? It's like, we don't know what the hell this is. So it's uh, so it's just like, 
don't trust what anybody else says to be all the way true because the part of the video game that's so great is you don't know the limitations of it and no one else knows more than you. It's like everybody is the same. I don't care if you're the highest priest, the highest Buddha monk, or the person that you trust the most or the guy that's 80 years old. In theory, we're all on the same playing field. They don't know any more than you do. If you're younger than a person that's 80 years old, your brain objectively processes information faster than a person that's 80 years old. Could you be the smartest person that exists? Because the child that was born today over the course of their lifetime is going to be smarter than you or I. That's just the nature of the world. The universe is always expanding. The economy is always expanding. Consciousness is always expanding. It's like nature is the reflection of, of, of life. As the universe expands, our capacity expands, the money supply expands, the population expands, all this stuff. So wouldn't it be interesting if this was all just a game intended to teach you how to evolve and live a better life? And if that were the case, would you want to, at the time where you go to the next step, the next level, you die, your body is, is purged into the spirit realm that we can believe exists because there's mediums and clairvoyance and all these other things that we don't understand. It's like, wouldn't you want to know that A, you gave it your all, B, you did the best that you can to leave it better than when you got there, and C, wouldn't you want to understand that your capacity is limitless and that absolutely nobody knows any more than you do other than their unique experiences? I heard this really good quote many years ago that I think about often, where it's every single person is a perfect diamond. The difference between one person and the next is some of us have different facets of that diamond polished. You could be physically fit and you could be, you could have a lot of money and those could be your polished facets of your diamond where light shines right through and reflects and refracts and refracts into these beautiful colors. But your emotional facet could be a little clouded. Your community facet could be a little clouded or whatever. Or maybe you, maybe you're good with, maybe you're good with money and you're good with community and you're good with your life, but you're not good with your health. Maybe your body is not polished enough. So we're all a perfect diamond. We're just choosing what we, what we polish. And as we go through this life, we have to understand that we, our capacity is limitless. It's, 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 it's far greater than it is bad. And we are in control of so many things that we don't even understand. We underestimate what we actually can do in this life. And 99% and of the problems that we have are artificial roadblocks that we create in our mind that prevent us from living a better life. Dude, my man. Yo, I love you, bro. I love you, bro. It's like when you, when you like, you know, you're on this path and it's lonely. So then when you see somebody else who's like, you love them instantly. Like that. Exactly. Exactly. No, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more on every single thing that you said, man. And I, and I do the same thing, man, when I talk with people on the internet, man, and it's your, your potential is limitless, but only those who risk going too far can ever find out how far one can go. Right. TSL right. It's just, there's so much good stuff there that you said, man, that is definitely worth noting. Y'all need to rewind this tape and you need to listen to that again. Words, you got to be very, very careful because those who are engineering our culture 
um, they can make you take intellectual shortcuts. You know, I always say it's like a tree, like what's a tree. It's like, bro, a tree is an extremely sophisticated organism that is like one of part of one of the trillions of different ecosystems that's working synergistically to support this human experience that you're not even going to think of. And it's like pulling in the right chemicals, putting out the right chemicals, helping us stay in homeostasis. And then like, you just see it and you're like, oh, it's a tree. You know what I mean? Like, that is the type of intellectual shortcut that you're taking. Obviously, you're, you're, you're trying to synthesize it's something like 40 trillion bits of data per second, and you need these shortcuts. But when it comes to things like something that stops you from critical thinking, like a conspiracy theory, the term and the meaning that they've conditioned people to a place on that, it's really dangerous because it causes us to shut down your mind right then when you hear it because of that conditioning. And then you stop critically thinking about what your friend's trying to talk to you about. And you stay less conscious, less aware, more blinded to something that maybe you should pay attention to. Yeah, man. Nah, I, I, I couldn't agree more, man. That's beautiful the way that you explain that. Uh, it's like a little journey down the road of quantum physics. And then if you get into quantum yeah. physics, you start to learn, bro. The, there's no real freaking difference between your dream life and this life. All any of this stuff is, is like a chemical cocktail going on yeah. in your own freaking head, you know? Yeah. And like, I'm a, I'm a Christian, you know? And I like, and like, as I read, you know, the Bible, like that's totally, this is your experience in Godship. Like, like as far as I'm concerned, he gave you this perfect thing that science, no one knows what the heck this is that we're doing right here. I had a near death experience and, and, and it really, really helped me really understand this because I was so upset that I was dying without really going hard and being conscious and aware of the gift life was. I was so upset about it. Yeah. Um, and so like, you start to realize that like, like, what is this? It is a miracle that we get to experience and we get to be conscious. And I got this 50 trillion cell freaking body. That's like somehow like in this nice homeostasis that allows me to navigate this world in reality. And like, people are mad about their freaking Frappuccino. You know what I mean? Like, like no, right. Dude, it's interesting. It's, I heard this really cool quote the other day. It said it was something along the lines of God is the interconnected spiritual web that connects all things. Mm -hmm. And it's like all of this stuff is connected and yep. your interpretation of God and your understanding of what reality is, is all of this thing that's kind of sharing this one heartbeat and it's right. in this video it's in this movie called uh or this documentary whatever it's called called esoteric agenda mm -hmm. where he talks about how there's a there's this um there's like a i forget what it is like a basically like a like at the very core of the earth is there's this thing that vibrates at a certain hertz yeah. and mm -hmm. that human beings life and the universe all vibrate at this exact same at this frequency. exact same frequency. So yep. it's like we literally share a heartbeat with each other and, and the planet the earth and the universe. And yeah. all of this stuff is so interconnected <clears throat> that if you were to, if you were to only understand your piece in this equation and how it's all built for us, yeah, things, don't, love, things happen man. for us, not to us. Like yeah. Tony Robbins, things happen for us, not to us. That's big. That, that changes, that'll change your whole life. And if yep. you believe that, if you believe that this stuff is beyond reason, that mm -hmm. it could even exist in this way, and how could it be so beautiful as for us to even navigate, to even be as blessed as navigating to this genre of information? Dude, it's amazing. It's such a like, gift. What a great, <laughs> what a great thing. And here's the other thing. 
why are you there? Yeah. You're there because your responsibility is to get more people mm-hmm. there. Yeah. That's why it, you, the fact that you even have the capacity to understand is so that you can help others have the capacity to understand. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a, there's a quote that I'm sure you've heard many times where it's like, God, God doesn't, doesn't present anyone with challenges that they can't overcome. Yeah, you know, if, if you have a, if you have a miscarriage, if you have a family member sick, if you have a, if you're born without arms or legs, like, like yeah. Nick Santanasasso, it's like, who's amazing. Right. It's like no one, you wouldn't be presented with an, with a, with a challenge that you weren't capable to overcome. Aren't mm-hmm. you're a higher evolved being that is capable of handling such a thing. So yep. The best thing that you can do is help getting other people to see what you see and the truth distributor and mm. the and the critical thinker and the try to help other people be free while also maintaining your own ability to be free. Yep. This person may be more important than any president, than any anything. Mm. It's like could, you being a beacon of light, light could be the most you know godly thing that you could do. Yeah, it's so good, man. So true. And just to drive that home, you know, I always say your pain, you know, is providence, you know, like Mm -hmm. the things you've gone through that haven't killed you. And this mentality is so powerful. You guys, this is like the alchemy of pain. Like I go to the gym this morning for an hour and a half. I seek pain because pain is the philosopher's stone of uh, what's going to make me better, more formidable, more powerful, and, and able to spread the light that I'm designed to spread on this planet. But I seek that, you know, and when you, you, you go through things in life, maybe you went through some abuse in your childhood and things like that. That is your superpower. If you understand how to overcome it, you can now speak to people and you can now help. If you overcome that, you can help people who are struggling with that. That is a superpower. That is a gift. And what doesn't kill you makes you so much stronger. And maybe you were given that to be able to set a lot more people free from the mental and emotional and spiritual bondage associated with these things, you know, and, and if you can, uh, if you can grasp that, you know, I place before you life and death, blessing, cursing, choose life. If you can choose that, that perceptual empowerment to find the purpose within the pain to unlock the potential in your process, if you can choose that you become formid amazing. And you're, and you, 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 that light, when you see someone look back at you that dealt with the hell you dealt with, and says, thank you for being who you are and being able to get me through this. Like I get chills talking about this stuff, man. <laughs> like this is what life's all about, yeah. you know, and, and it's our responsibility and God's not coming to save you. You got put here because this is your experience in Godship. This yep. is what will you do? What, how will you be a steward with what you were given? You know, yeah. this is the question that you have to wake up and answer every single day. hundred percent, hundred percent. And the other thing too, is I, I kind of think of this often where it's like, if I was to be peak all things, yeah. how would I live my day? Would I, right. would I be talking to this person? Would I be doing this thing? Would I, oh, be, that's a rough one, boy. Would I be going to this place? Would I be doing this? And if what's peak, is it, is it family kids? Is it billion dollars? Is it, I own a jet? Is it, what is it? I'm the president of the United States. What is it? Would I do this? And then you, then you go to yourself and say, then should I do it? Yeah. Do I, do I need to do that? Because, because technically what is the state of being that you're, you're saying is the peak? 
Well, the yep. difference between you being there and you being there now is mm-hmm. how you choose each individual decision. If you had a, yep. let's just use the every minute. Exactly. Like let's use the example of the billion dollars. I have a billion dollars and then I'll do X. It's like, okay, well, what could you do that wasn't the billion dollars right now that could get you there? Would you wake up early? Would you eat fruit? Would you go work out? Would you get rid of those stupid friends that you don't, that don't help you at all? Add value. Yeah. Right. Would you be out here volunteering at the soup? What would you do? And if you just do those things, that thing, then the <laughs> other thing that is the peak thing, it's almost like, do you even need it? Yeah, yeah. Or it'll just or it'll just come to you because you're doing all the other stuff. You can almost reverse engineer your own success based on what you believe and perceive success to actually be. And as long as you're making at the very least, daily steps towards that, no matter what it is, and doing not the same thing today that you did one month, three months, eight months, 24 months ago, then you're right on the path and life is is grand. Yes, man. That's so good, dude. It's what you do every minute of every day. That, that y'all need to rewind that and listen to it again. Awesome. I mean, I had some other like kind of like, you know, current event topics, but this is the stuff, man. Yeah. Um, wow. Wow. No, I love it, man. This is the stuff people need to hear, man. I thanks so much for being who you are. I got a few more questions or whatever as we, you know, start wrapping this thing up. But man, like the stuff that you're dispensing, the amount of work required to get there, the amount of um, self-sacrifice, you know, the the versions of you that have died to be able to have that perspective to share the friends and the gravity that this brings to your life, you know, like I have close friends that I love, but I can't, like, I looked at my wife yesterday and I was like, I have a mission. I have to succeed. People are depending on me to succeed. I love you. I love everyone else that I've said I love, but I have to succeed. Lives depend on this. Yep. And this is my purpose. And you don't just get that. You have to work towards that awareness and, and you have to work towards understanding that mission that's perfectly tailor fitted to who you are. Um, so I, I recognize, man, the path and the sacrifices and all that stuff, dude. And I just I just want to just let you know, I, I really value that, man. That's because you're going to be able to be somebody that people you are somebody that people need, man. And this life's about who you're becoming. And that comes from who you're being in every moment. So, dude, my man, dropping heat on this thing. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. I think that I think that a lot of people, a lot of people, including even myself, yeah, we we forget that the results are far in the distant future from the individual work. And there's little things that I did 13 years ago that actually come into play right now that I didn't understand. I knew I had to do them, but I wasn't sure why. And there's this, there's this quote from my Muhammad Ali where it's something along the lines of, you know, people don't see all the work that I put in. And, Mm -hmm. and that's 99% of the time before I'm Mm -hmm. dancing under those lights, it's like Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And what people, I think what I think, even myself at earlier on in the game is I knew I had to do it. I wasn't yep. sure why, but yep. we expect the results to be there. I don't mean results like success, but we expect there to be some indicator that we're on the right path. And yep. it's not, if you're looking for the, if you're looking for the indicator, 
you're already messing up because you just need to know instinctively that Mm -hmm. what you're doing is going to get you there somehow. So it's like, Uh, listen to that podcast, read that book, even if it doesn't make sense, 14 years from now, it will make Uh, sense as long as you are keeping to plug through those things. That's that's why you and me, that's why we have this perspective is because when you were on the battlefield, you had this realization that got you to think it. And then eight years later, you're on a podcast and you're like, remember this? Yes. (laughs) If if we all just understood how valuable every second of what we're ingesting actually is. And I've said this many times on other podcasts. It's like, if we understood that a thought, an actual thought is, is the, is the, is the origin, the genesis of all great things, the greatest charities in the world. Tony Robbins was in the shower one day and was like, what if I do this? It all begins as a thought, right? So a thought in, and I believe it's in quantum physics. They, they've proven that a thought is an actual electronic thing that moves. It's a physical, there's a physical manifestation of a thought that moves around your brain. You can measure it. You can see it. So it's like, if all things, all great things or originate as a thought, and you understood that all of the greatest things that have ever happened in the history of time began first as a thought, you would change the way you think. You would audit your thoughts. Are you thinking about this stupid friend? Are you thinking about this shit relationship? Are you thinking about this traffic that you in? Or are you in the traffic? Like, wait, how do I, when I get out of the traffic, what's my, what's my plan? What's like, you would change the way you think if you understood how important each individual thought actually is. Dude, fire, man. I, I legitimately will catch myself thinking about like little social skirmishes, little things. And I literally would be like, that thought doesn't serve you move it out of the way. You need to figure out how to push your mission forward focus. And I'm doing this all day, all the time, all that little skirmish at work, all the little relationship thing. And I'm like state my, and then I'll be like, like, no, stop. You need to focus on your path. And these, the thought, the potency of your thoughts is so huge, man. You drop it. Like this is, this is, these are the little cheat codes that you guys aren't getting like anywhere else about what it really, really takes to actually achieve, even find your life's mission, your purpose, passion, destiny, all that stuff. The the other thing you said is, which is really, really huge because for me, it's almost like, it's like, almost like, it's like building a parachute on the way down, man. Like you have to, I, I liken it to the book of Eli. I love that movie because he's like, dude, I just got to go East, man. And like, that's what it's like as we sit here and we execute on these little missions. It's like, I don't know why I got to do this. I, and people are looking at you like, you really think you're going to do that? And I'm like, yo, I got to go do it. I got I to go to try. Like the life is outside. Like who else is going to do this stuff? You know? And it's like, you literally, and you're like, I'm just going to do this. I know I need to do it. And that's the really complicated thing about trying to explain to people like how to achieve their greatness. It's like, you just have to go and take action on what is that seed inside. You cut an apple open, you see a seed, you cut a seed open, you just see the inside of a seed, but that seed could be a whole entire orchard of apple trees, yo. Like it just needs the right environment, condition, experiences. You know, you put your little seed in the ground and you're watering it for like three years. You're like, I know I put a seed in there, like nothing's happening, but like you have to have this like intuitive Uh, movement and execution. And then you start to realize it's not about the destination. It's actually about who you're becoming along the way, because who you become, all of a sudden you start to become more powerful and you start to have a different relationship with fear. And you start to be able to like walk through these different doors that you would have never walked through if you didn't get punched in the face 800 times for three years, making videos with no one seen them. (laughs) I mean, and, and now you're like, 
And then you and then you kill the lion and then you kill the bear and then you see a, a freaking Philistine or a dragon and you're like, you know what? I, I can go on ahead and do this, you know, and it, yeah. it gains this momentum in your psychology and faithful action, man. It's not just believing, you know, in something that's going to happen. Faith without works is dead. You have to put the works to it, but you've got to generate uh, an internal intelligence to be able to actually execute these things with struggle credentials, you know? So yeah. yo, man, that's the, that's, 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 I mean, I want to call it a secret, but you know, I just know from my own life and even what you're saying, taking these faithful actions when I don't necessarily understand um, what I'm doing and the outcome and all these things, that's the way. <laughs> yeah, Dude. no, that's right. And there, I, I, I keep referencing this one video that woke me up many years ago yeah. called Esoteric Agenda. And uh, one of the things he talks about is, is that our reality is molded by intent and mm-hmm. your intent has more to do with what happens in your life than anything else. If you go into it for the right reasons, if you intend to do it because it's something that you love, because you believe that it's purpose-driven, because you think that it's, that it's, that it's beneficial to yourself and to society. Those are the things that oftentimes will rise to the top. It's like your, your intent is so important. How do you go into this and what do you think about it? How do you, where do you associate it in your mind? Um, It's kind of like, to use sports as an example, you know, the, I believe it was the new Orleans saints won the super bowl, the year of the, of hurricane Katrina, I think it was. And, and it's like, because there's that extra special juice, that Mm. extra piece of intent where it's like, this is bigger than just the statistics and how hard everyone works. It's like, it's like when a mother can lift a car off of a baby, how do you explain that? You right. can't explain it. It's like, it's adrenaline. It's all these other things. It's like, supernatural. we don't understand how, how resilient we will be when the car's on the baby. Right. And that's the only option. And there's this quote of, from many years I heard, I heard where it was like, the universe will rise to meet you. As long mm-hmm. as you're doing the things that are right, it's like the Red Sea will part for yep. you to pass through so, so long as true. your intent is right and and the reason that you're doing something is great. So if that were to be the case, it's like just advance through doing all the stuff that you know is right, you know is just, you know is uh, purpose-driven and yeah, purpose it will driven. show itself. Um, there was this other really awesome quote from many years ago where it was the the thing that you love will... If you if you truly love something, it will tell you all its secrets. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you're if you're podcasting and you really love it, and you're not doing it because you're like, I need to do seventy seven episodes before I get next. <laughs> yeah. If you love it, it'll tell you all its secrets. It'll say, this is the way to do this. This is how you make it a little better. These are the people or the mm-hmm. topics or the whatever because you just love it. It's purpose driven. Your intent is right. The yeah. universe will serve you um, the right tools. Hundred percent. When you take that next step, the next step appears, man. Yes. Life is so beautifully created that, like, you get to a mountaintop, and then you open your eyes and you look as far as you can see, and all you can see is the next mountaintop. <laughs> it is so beautiful, and it sounds horrible if you haven't climbed the mountain. But when you're at the top of the mountain, you're like, "Oh my gosh! Thank God, there's the next mountaintop, and I have the tools from getting up this mountain." You know, it's awesome. So, how did your mind open up this way? Like, how did you get into this, this way of thinking? Like, because I mean, I don't know, like, as I think back, I know that I I feel like a lot of it was a gift and then I maybe cultivated it through 
information, but I don't know. What would you say about that question? I think when I was really young, I, I was, I was kind of a little bit more advanced when I was young in, in school, I had different yeah. spelling tests. I was kind of in the talented and gifted at, at a, at a young age. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that was, but maybe it's a byproduct of my parents. Maybe mm-hmm. it's my environment. I don't know. I don't, yeah. I'm not like a savant, but right. I remember just thinking to myself at a very young age, if I want to be different, I have to think different. If I want to be if I want to be the superstar that has the microphone or whatever is the case, if I want to be the guy that wins the Super Bowl, yeah. I have to think differently than the 99.9% of people that don't. So I have to, I have to, I have to elevate myself to a level where I don't believe that I'm just another person. I have to think that I'm no participation trophies. Your mama don't love you anyway. You can't listen to her. God bless her. (laughs) It's like, I have to, I have to think that I'm special and believe that all the way through. So that was number one. So then it's like, okay, what would a special person do? The way that you figure that out is you analyze and study other special people. And what they always, they always say kind of the same things where they're just like, never give up, you know, you know, do it, do it and, and, and be resilient, believe in it, love it, be passionate about it and stick with it forever. And I remember at a young age, just thinking, what could I do? Do I know of anybody that's 45 years old that says, when I was 18, I started doing X and it didn't work. And I was like, if I do something my entire life, I will have that story because so many people have that story. I, I realized at 18 X, I realized when I was a kid. So it's like, if you think you're special, if you understand that time is going to be on your side and you understand that you're willing to never give up and you're willing to put in the work because it's something you believe in, how could you not get there? So you Mm -hmm. believe, you believe automatically I'm special, I'm high capacity, and I'm going to do something that really matters in this life. Those are the core building blocks of, of being awoken, then it's, where's my path? I, I, as weird as it sounds, I give a lot of credit to psychedelics. I took, I took a bunch of mushrooms when I was 18. Like instantly tell bro. I was, I was like tiptoeing around this question. And I was like, dude's mind is open, man. How did we get here? You know? And I'm not trying to tell people to take mushrooms, but the, (laughs) but what mushrooms teaches you is that I can be in the exact same place, in the exact same body, in the exact same moment, and instantly have a different viewpoint of reality. And so, like yep. even smoking weed kind of brought me there early on where I'm like, five seconds ago, I was this, and now I'm laughing. Or now I'm, it's like, I can change my state by changing the, 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 the way that I process thoughts. So a powerful realization, y'all. And then, and then psychedelics, like mushrooms specifically, made me realize. And I remember as I was on this trip one time, I asked my friend um, how he was feeling. And he said, he said, when you, when you're something along the lines of when your mind is calm, you can heal, you can feel the hum of the universe. And it's Mm. kind of back to that, that oneness of all things. It's like, Mm. this is here for us. This is here. This is our reality. This is real beautiful. So everything's limitless. So it's like, all right, what are the things now that could take me off that path? Because you know, there's a snake in the grass, somewhere. in that grass somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So where is that? And I have to be extremely aware of where the snakes could be in order for me to maintain, even in the garden of Eden, there's a snake, you know, there's always, there's always a dark force again, yin and yang duality, yeah. the balance of life. Ones and so, zeros, life and death, light and dark, man. So if I can unlock then 
what are the potential vulnerabilities? And that's what brought me to the international banking cartels. That's what brought me to, you know, extraterrestrial life. That's what brought me to, um, you know, all of these nefarious actors in society. You know, there was all these kings and sultans and queens and they did all these horrible things. And now there's no king. Now there's no sultan. Where are they? Oh, I don't know. They don't, they're not going to sit in the, in the castle on the hill where they're vulnerable to attack. They're going to hide amongst the people. That's where yeah. the snake's going to hide. They're not going to just be out there. They're going to have yeah. camouflage and all the rest. So the, to me, I established early on, I need to have a target for my life. And if I make that one target, my priority, I will never, never fail. So I said, what is the priority? And I always came back to the word freedom. I want to be free. That's it. That's the solution. So what is freedom? Freedom is money. Freedom. Freedom is health. Freedom. Freedom is mind. Freedom. Freedom is ability to move. Freedom is freedom to choose how I spend my time, how I live my life, how I live my day. So all I ever think about is how do I be and maintain freedom? How do I enjoy this life as best I can? And and what would I need to do in order to be there? I would need to be a guy that listened to podcasts. I would need to be a guy that um, sought better information. I would need to be a person that improved themselves physically, mentally. I would need to be a person that had money in the bank. I would need to be a person that understood the economy and politics and all this stuff. What would I need to maintain freedom and be open to the world? And that's how I got into all this stuff. It was a, yeah. it was a self-preservation more than almost anything. Nice. And I love that you latch it to freedom, you know, and as I did my whole personal growth path, it was the same thing. It was like, well, what's money mean to you? What's this mean to you? And they start taking you down that journey. And I just ultimately was like, yo, I just want freedom and I want, and I need humanity to be as free as possible. And then when you're aware of all the different forces acting against that, it's like, well, what can I do? And then that's where I was like, well, the ultimate like currency we have as a, as a, as a human species is like relationships and manpower, you know? And, and that led me to like, dude, I got to get this protector nation put together so people can communicate and have these types of conversations and have physical and mental tools and, um, and create a community, you know, a culture, a nation, you know, and that, 100% man. And when I was a little chubby little kid living with my mom, you know, it was the same kind of conversation just to echo what you're saying, guys, like y'all listen up. Like it was the same thing. It was like, all right. So I'm like this chubby little dyslexic ADD kid, you know, I got some gifts and some tools. Like, how do I make that into something valuable? Like, I can't just die and have it be like, Oh, Byron was like kind of a cool, kind of funny, kind of smart dude. Like, no, I like it. This has to be for something. Yep. And I started to be like, well, there's no participation trophies. No one cares. Like, I need to really actually be worth something. And then like reality will reciprocate to me in direct proportion, the value of my contribution. So I need to become someone who can contribute some value. And I started to cultivate my little gifts and my little skills and my little body. And then I started to become someone who you don't start off. You're special. Yeah. You, you won 800 lottery, literally over a million lotteries for just being born with all your stuff. (laughs) You're born in America. You want another lot. At least oh, for yeah. now until the dollar goes ahead. Anyways. But like now, you know, now actually I've become someone, you know, and I've become someone special. And I can sit there with confidence and say, no, I actually have some tools and some contributions I can make. And it's a really good place to be. But you guys, you ain't going to get there unless you cultivate what you've been given and you're a wise steward with what you have from the from as soon as you wake up. I don't care if you ain't if you're old, wake up now and start working on that and and it'll flip your whole life around. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, savage stuff. What would you say uh, we need to do to try and get America moving in the right direction and your best estimation? Like what's some things people can really start thinking of 
to try and like, I don't know, you know, save ourselves, you know, and, and create a better human experience for all of us here. I think we have to understand that our words are more powerful and important than we think our words and actions. And people always ask me, what can I do? What can I do? We grossly underestimate our personal capacity in almost everything that we do. And we grossly underestimate the power of our words in almost every, in almost every situation. We believe that, that I only know this many people. I don't have this many followers. I don't have a podcast. I don't have, a, I don't have, it's always this self-limiting belief. Mm-hmm. We grossly underestimate the power of our words. And if you were to just change the conversation, much like I gave the example of changing the way that you think, if you were to audit the things that you say and who you say it to, if you were to change the conversation about dancing with the stars to a conversation about how's your money, how's your credit score, what do you, how's your job, do you like your job, are you going to you know, become truly interested in helping better the people around you, um, your life will get better. And if you think about the things that you talk about and think about on a daily basis, change the conversation at the water cooler, change the conversation with people online, instead of posting about something that's, that's relatively insignificant in the whole scheme of things, post about something that you, that you learn that'll help you value better. Yeah. And be again, a distributor of knowledge, a distributor of the truth, a light to other people and I think you would realize how important your words actually are. If you, if you, instead of go to this business that forces you to wear a mask and you go to another one that doesn't, you're voting with your attention, your intent, your dollars. Mm-hmm. I think we grossly underestimate how important and powerful um, our actions are. And there's an, another saying where it's like, if you can see the world, the world sees you. Um, and it's like, we, we are always making an impression on ourselves. My dad said to me a long time ago, he said, be careful what you say, because you are listening. When you say, I can't, I won't, it won't, I won't be able to, whatever. Not only are you saying that to other people, but you're also saying it to yourself. We're doing the same thing with our mind. My friend, Andy Frisella talks about dominating your inner bitch voice and, and figuring out how to have discipline inside your mind. It's like, we have all the things. There's yep. a guy that lives down the road from you that has a $30 million yacht and he poops the same as you. And he, li- and he, and he goes and has lunch the same as you. And he puts his pants on one leg at a time, just the same as you. What's the difference between that person and you? The, the difference is, is that they believe that they can do it. They're making more mistakes. They're taking more risks. They're eliminating all the BS and they're focusing on the highest common denominator. I think it was Jeff Bezos that said something along the lines of, you know, even if I make two decisions a day, those are the most important decisions that could be decided. It's not about what I do. It's about the decisions that I make and the impact that comes as a result of those decisions. So it's like people will be, why does a CEO deserve? Because the decisions that they make are at such a high level that it influences so many other things. It could crater the operation or it could elevate the operation. It's not about the work that you do. It's about the decisions and how important and impactful they are. If we can only understand that our life is nothing more than a sum of all of the decisions that we make moment to moment, day to day. 
if we could just change a little bit of those and be more cognizant of them, we would live a better life. I smoked a ton of weed. I loved smoking weed. I thought I'd smoke weed till the day I die. When I stopped smoking weed, I realized how much mental energy I was squandering being high, getting high and, and spinning my wheels with non, with non forward propelling thoughts. It's like, if I'm high for one hour a day, I just lost 30 hours a month that could have otherwise be. Now it's like, if you, if you even simplify the 30 hours a month and say, how much money do I earn an hour? Well, if I earn $50 an hour, how much money did you just lose? You just lost, you know, 50, whatever it is, you just lost that amount of money per month. Objectively you lost. Mm -hmm. So think about all of the, think about all the productive mental energy that's being squandered when you're doing things like being afraid wasting time with relationships that don't matter, doing inconsequential things and, and, and squandering the life because the clock's ticking. Yep. You are a, you are a, you know, uh, you're an, you're a literal star being light being, you know, child of God. Yeah. It's like, you're the best. Yeah. Like act like it. If you do it. Yeah. (laughs) And that, and that you guys like that's science, man. Like you start looking into what we're actually made out of. Like, he's not playing with you. Like that's some quantum physics stuff right there. But yeah, uh, what you're saying, dude, the quality of your life is dictated by the quality of the conversations you're having on a daily basis, man. And the freaking this life is not about managing your situation. It's about managing your mind. Everything's going to come out of your mother freaking mind, man. And this game and, 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 and the thing that I think is really important about what you're saying is people have to realize that we need you. Like we need every one of you guys to become the best version of you so that we can have a better quality humanity and we can have a better quality tomorrow. Like that's really what the game is. Like that's why I'm vulnerable in front of you when I sweat and make my videos after I come out of the thing. Cause all I'm trying to do is be like, Hey, look, I'm in the Coliseum. Like, look, I'm, I'm in the man in the ring. I'll be the man in the ring in front of you. I'll fail in front of you. I'll, I'll whatever, because I want you to look at me and go, I want you to look at us and see what one imperfect being can do if they really just do their best as much as they stink and can. Mm -hmm. That's what I want people to see when they see my brand. And I think you're probably the same. Like, I just want to do make my contribution. And if everyone makes their contribution, we're going to be in a pretty, pretty, it's going to change the game, you know, but you got to wake up. You can't be hypnotized by the intellectual dessert of entertainment and all these things. You have to find a purpose. Your purpose is add, your purpose will add gravity. You know, I I'm the same way. Like I, I, you know, Paul, I can do all things, but not all things are expedient. Like, yeah, I can do all that stuff, but like, I don't because I'm on my purpose, man. Like I can't take all my calls. I love you guys, but I can't get over a hundred text messages a day. I don't get to why <laughs> I love you guys, but I gotta be on my, I gotta be about my father's business. I gotta be on my purpose, man. Right. And that is, that's the reality of this game, but the more humans that can do this, the better off we'll be in the end. Yeah, no, absolutely. hundred percent. I, I, I wrote in a post the other day where it was something along the lines of, it was like the, the greatest thing you can do for the world is like, is be the best version of yourself. It's like, that's the most altruistic thing. That's the best thing you can give everyone else is you operating at a high tier. And, and, and you think, and it really pisses me off when people like Elizabeth Warren will demonize a person like Elon Musk, for example, and say, this guy's a grifter, which is absolutely patently insane. But it's like these people who are just people have Mm -hmm. done things that have made the world more efficient, better, smarter. And there's so many things that they do that affect 
humanity and reality. And we all can do, we all can have an equal amount of impact if you just change how you measure that impact. And the example that I've given to people in the past is I've done, I said this on another show where it was like, imagine if let's just use Donnie as an example. Imagine if you were Trump's buddy in high school and you set and you read a book in high school, or you had a thought and you mentioned it to him casually in high school that changed the way that he thought about something. And he used that formula to change the way that he thinks. And over the course of his life, he remembered that subconsciously or consciously, and then later became the president of the United States, one of the most famous people to ever live. And think about how much broadcast and effect that your one thought yet one day in passing had now on the entire world as a whole. It's like <laughs> mega, mega, way more than we could ever even fathom. And then to and then to really just tie it up in a bow. Imagine if you took that nugget and you were to emblazon it into the into the zeitgeist of technology that would exist far beyond your life. What you record on video, photo, text, and audio, and you place on the internet will likely far succeed your natural life longer than any other piece of media that's ever existed in the history of time. Socrates was however many, a thousand whatever years ago. And we're like, Socrates said, (laughs) right? Imagine if there was a, imagine if there was a HD 1080p podcast of George Washington talking to us about what he was thinking in 1776 played back now in 2022. You'd watch that. You'd you'd show it to your kids. And 3,000 years from now, it would be saved on the internet for everyone to watch, much like Socrates' words are emblazoned in the internet forever. So what does that mean? What it means is if you are to be great, which you have the capacity to do, should you choose it, what you put out now into the zeitgeist will remain in perpetuity, affecting humanity forever, forever. <laughs> so it's like, remember what you're thinking about. It's like you're going to think about this stupid thing today or you're going to think about a thing that someone could remember and learn from 297 years from now, because that is a reality of our modern world that I don't think any of us truly understand. If I did something that was so great. Imagine if my grandchildren's grandchildren watched this video of me on the Protector Nation podcast saying some shit. You know what I mean? Imagine that 200 years from now being like, this dude's lit. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever they say at that time. Yeah, I'm a descendant of this person. Like, that's so dope. dope. So, <laughs> we have that. That's what this is. And how cool it is that this is the environment that we're in, that everybody's got this. And we have this and it's cheap and we all have it. What could you do with that? If you understood how this could ripple through the fabric of humanity well beyond your years, you'd be cognizant of what you think about, what you say, how you act, the decisions you make moment to moment, day to day, and how important they are to the world's evolution. And then if you can either choose to, to, to provide and support and, and, and grow that or, or you could go, down. I can't. And then you suck. (laughs) Then we need other people that are going to, who's going to get lifted to the top, the people that do that. And it's like, if you're listening to this, you know, that inherently your body instinctively knows that that's the right answer. That instinct is the only real guide. It's like, you could be in a compromising situation and you could just feel that a guy is about to do some shit. You can feel the energy of someone looking at you the wrong way. It's like, 
you're incredibly perceptive. If that resonates inside you and you recognize that to be true, it's because your body is like, remember that. Because <laughs> you already know. Because I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm not telling you something that you don't, you don't know. already know. I'm just reminding you externally yep. that you already have that within you. This is what this conversation's all about, man. Ah, oh, it's so good. Yeah, no, these are just arrows pointing back to you guys, man. And that's all any of this ever is, man. Wake up, get after it. I love this, man. This has been one of my favorite episode recordings ever. Um, this is beautiful conversation, man, to be able to like, it's like traveling through time and space, you know, yeah. and stinking, you know, yeah, it's, it's just so good. I don't even have words, but everything you're saying is so all the stuff, man. Um, so last question, uh, what's it all for, man? How do you want to be remembered? As, as a person that is deserving of of respect, I guess. Um, I used to think, I wish I could do something that was so important that there would be a statue of me that other people thought, you know, this guy really did something of great value. Cause you think about the statues that are around like in your city. And what I realized later in life, and I've said this before, is that the statue of the future is content. It's not a statue. Because when you see a statue, there's a placard with a sentence on it, maybe a guy and a date or a gal and a date. And then you're like, what, what was it? You got to research it. The statue of the future is media. And how you will be remembered will be the sum of what you output in the form of media because it'll contextualize how important you were. I want my family and the universe to know that I did the best that I could with the opportunities that I had and the gift that I was given to, to give it my all. And I want, and, and I think that if we are to not do what is out of our greatest capacity, we're doing a disservice to God. It's like, if you have the ability to do it and you don't do it, then you're, you're, it's a, it's a, it's a punch in the face to all the things you have. So I just want to know that I gave it, I gave it everything that I could. I tried to leave the world a better place in my own way. And that I found the place that, that I could have the most impact. And I, and I followed that guide, the guide of the universe to do the thing that I was meant to do. Some people are meant to feed the hungry. Some people are meant to house the homeless. Some people are meant to enlighten. Some people are meant to repair physical bodies. There's all, we all have our place. So it's like, I feel that where I could really be the best would be as a thought leader, as a perspective giver, as a distributor of the truth. And I'm leaning into that. And I hope that I'm remembered as that, as a person that, that really gave as much love into the equation so that other people could do great things. And, and I also know that I'm not smart enough to know the totality of my story, but I'm just going to keep plugging and it will, it will, uh, it will show itself to be yeah. true as time progresses. Dude. I, we're so much alike, man. It's yeah. <laughs> so, like, we have pretty much the same ethos, man. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Yes. 
Yes. Yes. I love it, man. So uh, obviously we could probably sit here and kick this back and forth for hours. Um, that was great. I, I the, Everything you said is so important and so good. And it's uh, you guys watch this, watch this man and brand and contribute contributions evolve and don't think for a second you're not capable of it. That's all we're trying to tell you. Um, so, yo, where are you these days? Where can people find you? What are you up to these days? Where can people find you, my man? Yeah. So um, all of my links to all my socials are on followbobby.com. That's my Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, uh, Telegram, Getter, all that. Followbobby.com is all my links. And then my home base is bobbysauce.com. Bobbysauce.com. That's my merch store. It's all my podcast. This podcast will be linked to from there. So bobbysauce.com is all, all things me. And if you want to follow me on all the socials, just go to followbobby.com. I love it, my man. Uh, send me those links. Once we're done, I'll put them in the description. Yo, this has been outstanding. I've said it already a couple of times, but uh, yeah, man, you're, you're much respect, brother. I, I really, really appreciate who you are and who you're being. And I really, really want more people to start getting on that path. Um, and uh, your level of intelligence, uh, your way of articulating these things, you know, something I've really learned is extremely important is the art of communication and being able to, we owe the truth. We owe the truth. Uh, the response, we have the responsibility of dispensing it in a way that is understandable and digestible and palatable. And you are a, you know, I don't want to call you a master, but you're very good at that, you know? Um, and that is so valuable because it's one of the most powerful things that we can wield as humans, especially in this age where we can get our information out, at least for now, you know, hopefully it doesn't change, but yep. yeah, this is huge, man. So, Hey, y'all share this podcast with people. We all need it. You know, we don't want you to think like us, but we want you to think, you know, and um, yeah, man, it's been an honor and a privilege, Bobby. Thanks so much for spending this time with us. Absolutely, man. Thank you. Awesome. This is my MCK. There are many like it, but this one is mine. If you've got a firearm sitting around, a pistol that you are not doing anything with, get an MCK. They make them for every single model. If you want a micro conversion kit that will turn your handgun into a force multiplier, get one, man. They are ultra affordable. CAA MCK micro conversion kits are the changing the game y'all so if you don't have one you need to get one get one your women children people that are less physically potent will be able to fire your firearm to farther distances with more accuracy you will be able to fire your firearm to farther distances with more accuracy i want to get one of these into the hands of a hundred thousand more protectors this year because ultimately we are only as good as the things the nation is only as good as its protection your home is only as safe and as good as your ability to protect it mck go get one drop your handgun in take it to the next level out boom boom yo what up i hope you guys really enjoyed that episode hey listen in order to get more out of the brand i want to encourage you to go join us on our social media platforms and join us at protectornation.com we post different types of content on our different platforms at different times. Uh, you'll get blog posts, you'll get videos, you'll get real world combat engagements and things like that. So stay plugged in in order to get the most out of the brand. In order to support us, also go to protectornation.com and buy something or 
join forces with me on Patreon. You'll scroll down the homepage and you'll see the link. Uh, anything you can give counts, you know, think about whatever you would lose in your cushions or like spend on McDonald's this month, five bucks a month, whatever it is. Uh, that helps. That helps us make the world a better place by making good people dangerous. Anyways, this is Byron Rogers, protector by nature and by trade. And I'll see you on the next piece of content, whether it's a video or podcast out.